I know there's a chair there, but I probably won't use it right now. If I, but I'll, if I need it, I'll, I'll sit there. I mean, no, we're all seated with Christ in heavenly places. Absolutely. I'm excited about this word today. If you don't have a, a fill-in sheet, I think there's some over there you can pick up, pick out so you can follow along more easily. But uh, let's let's believe God for just a real flow in the Holy Spirit this morning through the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you, Father, that in you we live and move and have our being. We thank you, Lord, that you are changing us from glory to glory. And we thank you for that today. We ask, Lord, that the spirit of revelation would be upon me and upon the church, that they might receive by faith what uh, you gave me to share with them today. And we thank you that you're changing all of us into the image of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen. All right. Glory to God. So uh, let's look at the notes here for a minute. This is uh, Isaiah 22. Uh, 22 through 23 in the King James. Let's read it first of all. Um, I have to tell you, about two weeks ago, the Holy Spirit began to download this message into my heart. And uh, I got really turned on. I got pumped uh, as he did this. Um, Some of this I hadn't seen before, so this may be a first for you as well. Isaiah 22, 23, prophetic of Jesus And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder. This is prophetic of Christ. So he shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. And I will fasten him, and this is is mainly what I want to be talking about today. And I will fasten him as a nail, say a nail, in a sure place. You know what the sure place is? Your, Your heart after it's been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Everybody say, that's me. All right. If it's not you, you need to receive him as your Lord and Savior today. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. Okay. So that's the first scripture I want you to see. This thing will unfold. Jesus, get ready to write this down. Jesus has opened the door of faith, and no one can shut it. All right? They are as nails. That's the fill-in. They are as nails in a sure place. And then it says, He, Christ, shall be a glorious throne. Wow. It says, He shall be a glorious throne for His Father's house. What What is the glorious throne speak about? The kingdom of God. How many know Jesus ushered in the kingdom of God? Right? So we read the scripture, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And uh, how many know you have the kingdom of God on the inside of you, right? The Bible says the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Say, that's me. Amen. We ought to walk in that every day. Glory to God. So I, I started getting really excited when I saw this. And... Um, I I remember years ago, and the Holy Spirit brought this back to my remembrance, uh, in New Orleans, uh, I I was out, I had a workout, and uh, I came into the the old church on Frenchman Street, and uh, 
went up to the upper room. We call it the upper room, and that's where we had prayer. And got down on my knees, kneel, kneeled down just right in front of a chair and began to just kind of worship the Lord. How many know we ought to start when we commune with the Lord? We need to start with worship and praise. Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts with what? Praise. Right? And so I began to just praise God and enjoy myself. And I thought I was the only one there. And then I looked around and here was a, an older lady. And she was the only other one in the in the building, I think, at the time. And uh, she was kneeling and praying. And I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit. Why don't you go over there and just encourage her? Just go over there and, and put your hand on her and just bless her. So I went over. Her name was Juanita Ebrins. I remember this to this day. So I went over and began to pray for her. And she grabbed my hand and pulled me down to eye level. And she said, I'm going to tie this in with what I just said in a minute. And she said, I pray that you would come over here and pray for me. Because she said, I, I know now that you're the one. I said, I'm the one for what? You know, she said, I currently see I prayed over her. I said, God, give her the grace for the new ministry that you've just given her. I didn't know she had any new ministry, but she had started a new ministry in the Ninth Ward of New Orleans. Tough area, tough area. And she said, uh, I prayed that if you were the one to help me, that you would come over here and pray the very thing you prayed. I mean, you know, the Lord knows how to box you in stuff, right? I'm thinking, I don't think I can get out of this. <laughs> and uh, she said, uh, I've just started reaching out to preteens. She said, we all meet in this one house. And she said, there are 18 teenagers that they just come and sit around, but nobody's teaching them. And she said, I prayed that if you're the one, you would come over here and pray over me. And then I would ask you, are you willing to come to the Ninth Ward every week and teach these teenagers? The Lord said, say yes. <laughs> and so I did, you know. I went in with fear and trembling. Let me tell you something. That was all black area down there. And at the time, we had no maybe one black person in the church. How many know in Christ there's neither white nor black, Jew nor Greek, right? Male nor female. We're all one in Christ Jesus. And so I went in with fear and trembling, began to teach the, these kids, these young people. I, I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to teach them? He said, I want you to lay the foundation of God in their lives. Repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, water baptism and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. That's what I want you to impart to them. I said, okay. I got a phone call a couple weeks later from the pastor who pastored these young people, many of them, and he said, what are you doing that I'm not doing? I said, I don't know what you're doing. I said, I'll tell you what I'm doing. And I told him, and I said, I, I'll give you lessons. I'll give you the lesson. You can look at them, you know. He said, well, they're being changed. Things are happening. Because we were, you know, we had a session where we baptized a whole lot of them. And then we laid hands on them. They got filled with the Spirit speaking in tongues. One of them became a preacher. Has a church right now. He's still preaching. 
I preached at his church just before I came here to start this church. And uh, how many know this is real? And what are we doing here? Bringing the kingdom of heaven. And you know what that is? It's a nail in a sure place. Say, I'm a nail in a sure place. Right. God's given you some nails to use. We'll talk about that in just a minute. All right. And let's look at uh, number two, Ecclesiastes 12, 11. Ecclesiastes 12, 11. The words of the wise, say that's me, are as goads. How many, you know what a goad is? It can be a sharp instrument, you know, <laughs> to poke you, to move you along. How many have needed that from time to time? In the spirit, right? People come alongside you and give you words of encouragement. So the words of the wise are as goats and as what? Nails fastened by the masters of assemblies. I think that's talking about us right now. Which are given from one shepherd. I mean, no, we have one shepherd. His name is what? Jesus. Look, this is hidden in the Old Testament. Man, I feel the anointing right now. It's, it's been hidden in the Old Testament, but it is what? Alive for us today. How many want to be a nail in a sure place? How many know that there are people that God will use you, and I'm prophesying over you right now, God will use you to nail down the truths of the kingdom of God in their lives. Can you say amen? amen. Say, I'm ready, Pastor. I'm ready. All right. Praise God. Memorize all your faces and names. And stuff. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, let's go to the next thing here. So uh, God wants his word. That's the filling. God wants his word nailed down in our hearts. Let's look at... Uh, Acts 14, 7 through 11. And there he, uh, they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Paul's about ready to lay a nail in this guy here said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of uh, Laconia, the gods have come down uh, in, uh, to us in the likeness of men. Wow. So obviously he was bringing the kingdom of God. And how many know that there should be signs and wonders following our ministry. Lean over and tell the person next to you, God wants that for you. Now let's look at Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. My son, attend unto my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them what? Not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the what? Midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. How many know the word itself will produce health in your flesh? Isn't that right? Ina and I, we, we've started kind of a new routine where uh, we have these confessions, Charles Capps confessions, you know, online. We go online and tap into it. And, you know, for, the, for about 15 minutes or so, we're just speaking the word, speaking the word, speaking the word. And uh, because it's productive. He says, keep your heart 
with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So uh, we want to see if there's anything that we need to write in here. Um, there will be, but uh, when you share the word with people, how many know that God's word will not return void to him, but it will accomplish what he desires? Say, that's for me. Sam, ready, Pastor? All right. We had a guy named Eddie Dobson. Eddie Dobson was a tough dude. He's a Korean War veteran. His wife came in, and she got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, began to witness to her husband, you know, Eddie, you need to come to church with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she kept praying for him. So finally one day he came. He heard the word, and he, he said, I want that. I, I want Jesus. I need Jesus. So Pastor Green made an appointment to meet with him. And it, what, Pat, what Brother Green didn't know was that there was a lot of metal in his body. He was a Korean War veteran. A lot of, me, a lot of metal in his body. And uh, so he comes into Pastor Green's office, and Pastor Green said, Eddie, are you, you're ready to receive Jesus. He said, yeah. He said, let's kneel down together. Well, Eddie Dobson could hardly kneel because of the problems with his legs. But anyway, he did. He knelt down, and then he starts screaming. He said, I'm on fire. My back's on fire. My legs are on fire. The Lord not only saved him, but burned all the metal out of his back and legs. He went back to the VA hospital. They checked him out. They couldn't believe it. They said, we don't know what happened to you. But you are free from any metal in your body altogether. How many know when God saves, he saves altogether? Amen. He knew what this guy had gone through, and he loved him, and he wanted to touch him. And, he, and so he got the whole package, man. <laughs> Say, I want the whole package, Lord. What I'm saying to you is when you start reaching out to people and you start praying for them, you're not dictating to God how he's going to do it, but he will do it. Brother Green didn't, didn't <laughs> Pastor Green said later, he said, I didn't pray that God would uh, dissolve metal. I didn't even know he had metal in his body, right? That's why I'm saying to you, it's so fun to serve God. Lean over to, your, to the neighbor and say, it's fun. You ought to try it, man. <laughs> I'm serious. It's fun. Because you're not only obeying the Lord, but you're, you're doing his business. Praise God. Let, let's look at number three. Jesus paid for your complete salvation by taking what? Nails in his hands. Securing your salvation, healing, and financial well-being. Let's look at John 20, 24 through 28. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with him when Jesus came the first time. I mean, no, he, he, he was a doubter. You know, I, I got to see it, man. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, Except I shall what? See in his hands the print of the nails. 
Nails keep showing up in this message, doesn't it? And put my finger into the print of the nails. Nails important. And thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. And after eight days uh, again, his disciples were with him. And Thomas was with him. Then Jesus came and the doors being shut. That always shook him up. And stood in their midst and said, peace be unto you. Let's go to 27 and 28. Then, he, then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, little King James here, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and do not be faithless but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Wow. Signs will follow your ministry, folks. Right? Seriously, you can't see him, but he's with you. He's there with you. Say, I can't see him, but he's with me continually. Absolutely. Let's look at number four. Jesus secured forever my salvation and healing. Now, I'm excited about this scripture because the Lord is in the Old Testament. And you, there's, there's a lot of the New Testament that's hidden in the Old. Let's look at Zechariah, one of the great prophets, Zechariah 10, and we'll begin reading in verse 1. Ask of the Lord rain. Rain is, speaks of, of what? The Holy Spirit. How I many know you can ask for, for the, the spiritual rain of God in your life? Say, I'm going to do that. Say, I'm going to do that. All right. In the time of the latter rain, we're in a time of uh, one of the last outpourings of the Holy Spirit in the world today. That's a whole teaching on, it, on its own. So the Lord shall make bright clouds, not dark clouds, and give them showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. Everybody say, rain on me, Lord. I want that latter rain on me, Lord. Another word for latter rain is harvest rain. All right? The former rain, when it first comes in the springtime, is called seed rain, and it prepares what? It prepares, I'm excited about this. It prepares the ground for planting. And once you plant the seeds, then comes a the, few months later, the latter rain, the harvest rain, to bring that which has been planted into maturity. Ooh. Say, I vote for that, Lord. Bring it on, Lord. <clears throat> All right. Now, it says, my anger was kindled against the shepherds because they weren't teaching the word. And I punished the goats for the Lord of hosts has visited the house or visited his flock, the house of Judah. You know, you're the house of Judah. Lean over and tell you, your neighbor, you're the house of Judah. Judah means what? Praise. You're praisers today. Let's lift our hands and one more time. Let's just begin to just give thanks. Oh, Father, we love you today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have put a new song in our hearts, oh God. We thank you, Lord, that uh, we are fulfilling this prophecy in Zechariah, Lord. We bless you. We honor you. We thank you, Lord, 
for the power of the kingdom of God being released through us, O Lord. Oh, you've anointed us. You've clothed upon us with your presence, Lord, to bring forth the life of Christ to this generation, God. We thank you for it. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, I love this. He's visited the flock of the house of Judah and has made them, say, that's us, as his goodly horse in the battle. Wow. How many know we're in a battle? Absolutely. How many know we win? Right. Out of him came forth the what? This is a flow. The corner. Let's stop right there. It's talking about the cornerstone. How many know Jesus is our cornerstone? He's definitely our cornerstone. So the first fill in there is cornerstone. A good reference is 1 Peter 2, 6, that tells us Jesus is our cornerstone. You can cross-reference that later, right? Then he's the nail. Boy, there's that word again. There's 1 Peter 2, 6. Wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believes on him shall not be confounded. So Jesus is our cornerstone, right? So it says, and out of him the nail. Wow. Speaks about the cross. Speaks about the atonement of Jesus Christ. Uh I think one of the one of the great blessings that Ina and I have had over the years, because we started out in New Orleans and uh, it was we came to a place where every year uh, she especially would teach the kids twelve year olds and lay foundation in their lives, and then we'd water baptize them, and I'd kid them because every year when it would come to water baptism, because we would not only pray for. Uh, we would pray also for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to hit him. But uh, I would kid some of them. I'd look at one young guy and I'd say, you know, uh, I'm going to be in the tank to baptize you today. And I'm going to hold you under, especially a lo- longer than the others, because you really need it. And they'd look at me like, Pastor Dave, what's that? <laughs> and I'd assure him, no, I'm just I'm, I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. But we did this year after year after year after year. Laid foundation, laid foundation. Water baptized them, water baptized them, get them filled with the Spirit, got them filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Nailing down truth in their lives. I don't want you to forget this word nail. Praise God. How many want to nail it? Let me see. Say, I want to nail it. The ministry that God's given me. Go ahead and say it. I want to nail it down. I'm going to move in the kingdom of God. I'm going to move in signs and wonders. I'm going to move in the power of the kingdom of God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. Amen. Whoa, yes. Mm. So, Colossians 2, 14 and 15. In the King James Version, it says, The powers of hell have been defeated. Glory to God. That's the filling. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, meaning the law, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, what? Nailing it. 
to the cross. And having spoiled, if you were from New Orleans, you'd say spurled. That's the way they talk. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. In what? In the cross. How many know Jesus marched them? Do you know what they would do? A Roman army would conquer the Gauls or some other foe. And they'd strip them naked. And they, the, the commanding general that won the battle would have all these people uh, behind him, plus his own army. And that army and all the leaders of the opposing army would be marched naked, you know, tied up, drugged through the streets of Rome as the people began to cheer and give hurrahs to the conquering army of Rome. Jesus did that, by the way. He did that in those three days that he was in the earth, came forth, Satan had been conquered. They're, they're going to put this in the movie from what I gather. And march Satan and all his cohorts through the gates of heaven or wherever it was that they did it and spoil them totally. They have no power except to deceive, right? They're liars, all of them. But you have power over them because greater is he that is what? In you than he that is in the world. Jesus has already finished it. He's already nailed it down. All we have to do is bring the message and carry it out and see people touched and changed forever. Praise the Lord. I mean, we need confidence. We need, we need to have confidence that what we're saying is true. You know, I, I'm not ashamed to get excited about this, you know, and uh, I think there's there's times to be excited. There's times to be emotional. I, I and I have seen so many victories over the years and we're hungry for more. I believe we've just scratched the surface as a church. I do. You know, God's going to use us. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's going to mightily use you in the days ahead. All right. Okay, let's look at, uh, so th- we, we see this in Colossians two fourteen through 15. It says, the powers of hell have been defeated. <clears throat> That's the filling. We can send the word to scatter the enemy. The third thing is the battle bow. This is also in Zechariah. So let's go back to the Zechariah scripture. All right. Out of him the nail, out of him the battle bow. How many know the, you have weapons of warfare? The Bible says the weapons of your warfare are what? They're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the tearing down of strongholds. How many are getting a little desire for the battle, man? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Glory to God. The enemy tried to take me out, but he couldn't do it. Praise God. I'm going home when God wants me to go. And not until. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah to God. (laughs) Oh, baby, come on now. How many know we all need that kind of a confession? We all need to have that kind of declaration. 
All of us, you know. Man, I, I know. I, I, I had no power in myself, but I totally lean on him. I totally lean on what he's done for me. He is my source. Yeah. Yes. Wow. You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't care about anything really except doing his will. And and I love seeing you guys. I mean, I do. That's why I stand at the door and hug you or shake hands with you or compliment on somebody's the way they look because I love you guys. I do. I do. I love you. You know, to me, that makes my day, makes my week. So, Okay, I better move along. But we, we are the battle bow, man. Now... Let's look at Second uh, Kings. That's the scripture there. I love this, man. Second Kings 13, 14 through 19. And I say truths like salvation and healing become nailed down in our hearts. But I love this scripture. Uh, Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And jo- Joash, Elisha was a great prophet. And Joash, the king of Israel, came unto him and wept over his face because he was dying and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. He was referring to uh, where Elisha started his ministry. You know, when he saw Elijah go up and Elijah's mantle fell on him and then he split the waters and walked across on dry ground. And Elisha said unto him, he was facing a battle. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said unto the king of Israel, Put your hand upon the bow. He put his hand upon it. And Elisha said, Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. I mean, no, when you start ministering to people, when you start sharing the word, when you start giving your testimony, Jesus is right there with you, right? He's putting his hands on your hands. He's helping us, okay? So then he goes, he says, open the, open the window eastward. And he opened it, and then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot, and he said, the air of the Lord's deliverance and the air of deliverance from Syria. He's given us spiritual arrows. And thou shalt smite the Syrians in Apec till you have consumed them. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them. Said to the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote three times and stayed. And the man of God was wroth. He was angry with him. And said, you should have smitten five or six times. Then you would have smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now you will only smite Syria. Siri, but three times. See, how I many know we we don't we don't want to just knock them down and then walk away. You need, yeah, take their head off, man. You know, 
get it done. Right? Spirit of hell comes in, kick them out. Praise the Lord. And uh, I think you can draw some parallels there. That's, that could be a whole message in itself. So truths like salvation and healing become nailed down in our hearts. The battle bow means that we can send the word to scatter the enemy. Say, I have power over the powers of hell. There was a guy in our church in New Orleans. He was a minister. His name was Bill Stewart, William Stewart. Awesome guy. Gentle guy. He was a wonderful guy. And uh, he really he moved in the Lord. So one day he, he, had, he had gone to sleep. He laid down. And all of a sudden he noticed that there was movement in his bedroom. Everything was dark. And it suddenly dawned on him that there was a thief in the house. And the thief was in his bedroom. Everybody say, uh-oh. So, he <laughs> so he's, he's laying there, and he said, I, I'm praying to the Lord. How many has a good time to, <laughs> to, say, to see God, right? And he said, Lord, what should I do? And he said, when I tell you, God, God was there with him. He said, when I tell you, I want you to, to yell as loud as you can. And he was good at that. He said, I want you to yell my name, Jesus. So he said, one, two, three, Jesus! <laughs> and he said, this guy just <laughs> is screaming out of the house. He said he almost made a hole in the wall again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, oh, demons tremble at that name. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Verse 1 and 2. My question is, have we shot these arrows? What are they? Well, let's, let's look at the Scripture. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. See, it's really important we lay foundation, folks, because you can't really go on with God and mature. How many want to be fully mature when the Lord comes? I mean, just we're grown up. Right? We're growing up. We, it's time to get off the bottle, right? We should have been off it a long time ago. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection or full maturity. Say, I vote for that. I, I want that. And not laying again the foundation of what? Repentance from dead works. You know, things that were you trying to save yourself, you can't do it. That's a whole teaching in itself. And of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, plural. Have you been water baptized? Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Baptism of the Holy Ghost. So if you haven't, we'll baptize you. Some of you will hold down a little longer. Right? Not, not really. Is he serious? <laughs> All right. And the doctrine of baptism, the laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And it goes on to say, this will we do if God permits. We'll, we'll go on to maturity. So what I'm saying is, these are arrows that need to be shot, folks, in our own lives to establish us in the power of the kingdom of God. Right? This is what we, we did this for years and years and years and years and years. Remember, we went back to New Orleans. I guess four or five years ago, we went. Time flies so fast. And we had a couple hundred of these kids that were in our youth group. They, were, they showed up. For the meetings, we prophesied uh, several nights just uh, 
until we couldn't stand up anymore with them. But they said, we're here because, you know, we laid the, you taught us the foundation. We, we've laid it. We've seen fruit. I think 20 or between 20 and 30 of them were already in full-time ministry of some kind. Oh. But they started with a foundation. We all need that foundation in our lives. We all need to shoot those arrows. Real important. And actually, now, let's go back to the Zechariah scripture. I'm almost done, but I, I want us to go back. Uh, that's not a good translation, every oppressor together. The actual, the living Bible says it this way. Um, the living Bible says in Zechariah 10.4, the ruler over all the earth will come forth with these other things. And so that's prophetic of Christ. Okay, so this is how the kingdom of God spreads through the whole earth. What truth, here's what I would say, what truth do you need nailed down in your heart? Have you shot the arrows? Have you nailed all other things to the cross? Jesus will do it for you. Let's all stand. Praise the Lord. There are some of you that, that maybe need to nail some things down. Okay. What is the last? You need, you need the last three. Okay. Uh, the ruler over all the earth, Zechariah ten four in the Living Bible. My, and then, what truth do you do you need nailed down in your heart? Have you shot the arrows? Have you nailed all of the things to the cross? All right. So, uh, I like our altar team to come, if you will. There are some of you that may need prayer. 